No clips on the show? Your ass is grass. (laughs) Gotta throw it in there. Uh, Yes, hey everybody. It is Thursday, April 1st, 2021. It is the 15th episode of Big Brother Canada 9 and the fifth eviction overall, the uh, final eviction uh, as we head into the jury week. And and we have this news of a double eviction that's going to be coming up one week from now. Hey, I'm Dave Mater coming at you here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting, joined with Jamil Robinson to cover this whole season. Jamil, how are you tonight? I'm all right. And yourself? I'm doing oh well. I'm doing pretty well. You know, I, I thought that this was a, a good um, episode tonight. Uh, you know, like I think um, it, there was a little bit better than last night, at least. You know, okay, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I will. I would agree to that. Um, there was a little bit more hijinks. Interesting hijinks, I should say. Yeah. Hijinks uh, for the sake of hijinks isn't. No. No. Right. This whole place is spaghetti. It's spaghetti in this house. Bath is the hoh too. That's the other big headline of this hour. Uh, and and not so surprisingly, Austin went out in a nine to nothing vote here, or whatever it was. <laughs> um, was it nine votes? Uh, one, two, three, seven. I'm sorry, it was seven. Yeah, seven. Uh, yeah, it was um, a landslide uh, vote. I, I I did pick in my OLG Big Brother Canada pool that it would be again a unanimous vote this week, and I, it looks like I scored some points in there. Um, but let's break down this episode, talk about this, and maybe what the what we're looking ahead at now that uh, this jury thing has been revealed. I don't know if they did. Did Arissa say it to the? Yeah, she said next week is the beginning of juries, and two people will be um, be, be um, setting up shop in the jury house next week. There you go. So two people will be going there together. Um, and I said, well, one of them won't be Beth, but actually, it could be Beth. She could be the second person out, but it won't be the fir- <laughs> she won't be the first to go. To jury that is a guarantee um a lot to break down tonight some and and not so maybe so much no. but it was kind of a mixed bag but uh, i thought that they, that uh just how this played out i thought uh in particular you know austin's eviction and her re- her getting that reveal tonight victoria's reveal of the h <laughs> of the invisible <laughs> hoh oh my god <clears throat> let's not bury the lead story uh, let's just. I, I recorded this. I haven't recorded any of these goodbye speeches yet, but this is kind of like a classic Big Brother sucker punch, uh, you know, um, uh, goodbye message. This is Big Brother, not find your bestie. All you and Braden did was seclude yourself and act invisible. The only time it's good to be invisible in this game is when you're the invisible HOH. That's right, girl, it's me. I'm aligned with everyone in this house and I have to put the bossy glossies up because I just didn't know where your heads are at and that ain't good for my game. Sorry, girl. Oh boy. Um, and all the Austinites are crying tonight, Jamil. They are in mourning. Victoria's, Victoria's looking to get stabbed the way she's talking. <laughs> Okay, uh, okay, like even if you're just trying to break that down, so she was just mad that Austin and Brayden were besties and that I don't know where your head's at, and that's not good for my game. Lord, it doesn't make a lot of sense. This is her motivation for everything. Like, she got rid of Toy because she wanted to be closer to Jed and Ty, Uh, she got rid of Austin because uh, Austin wasn't paying her any attention and. They must, they must pay attention to her or else. Um, and then when you hear about other people she doesn't like, it's like, well, this person doesn't talk to me or this person, you know, has disrespected me somehow. So therefore, 
Austin wouldn't even look at me today, so I'm angry at her, and I'm going to vent to Brayden, who is on the block and can't get off after the veto. I'm like, wait, your issue with Austin is bigger than, like, Brayden's issue that he's dealing with? Even pretend, girl. Pretend. No, I don't think that Victoria rolls like that. Uh, I've known people like Victoria. I've even dated people like Victoria, if I, um, you know, and she, you know, like I, I know the type. Uh, it's a, you know, very much a, a self-centered world, and uh, she's she craves the attention, and uh, this whole thing where she can eliminate her social competition. I feel like Victoria is almost custom built, maybe not for Big Brother specifically, but for almost reality TV where you get to vote people out and have a sole survivor, like whether it be Survivor or Big Brother even an amazing race. I think that, uh, you know, she would suit a lot of these formats. She could not do... I, look, I don't know how her jury management's going to go for the rest of this game because if she's if she's burning bridges like the way she is, like, right now, I, I don't know. Like, there's there's no re- reason to, to be lighting things on fire like that. Like, you won. You won. Austin do, didn't do anything that bad to you you know you send her off on your way you let her know that it was you and you're like you know you start working on your your sincerity start you know you know tweaking a little bit but no man she had a scorch earth this person i don't know how you could have a positive relationship going forward with that type of talk yeah i think that this uh this bomb that austin is is left with at the end of the episode and you know i i gotta say i like you know, I'm happy to have the show. I'm happy to everything, but the fact that her face was covered for this, Austin's face uh, with the mask, even though it's a, even though it's a branded mask, um, which I think is better. Uh, it's 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 it's. I think I think Arissa is the one who should be wearing the mask in this situation, mm. or put a shield between them because not to be able to see. I you know I want to see Austin's jaw drop in this moment. That's I don't think sh- it's gonna. I think she's gonna be like. <laughs> like that type of phase maybe like- but you know we lost out on a tv moment potentially here tonight uh you know because i was like all i could do is read her eyes and there wasn't there wasn't a lot there um i'm, I'm just yeah. saying out of all the women in the house victoria has now picked a fight with two of the toughest like austin and latoya are two people i wouldn't necessarily want to get in the bad side because they look like they would wreck someone's life Right. Uh, who do you think? Who do you think has the would have the popularity though? Who has the 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 masses behind them? The mob behind them is it Victoria right now? Just because she's outlasting these players like you know Austin and Latoya. Um, who has a bigger fan base? I yeah. think currently Austin is a bigger fan base than the three that I'm talking about: Latoya, uh, uh, Austin, and Victoria. Uh, the Austin fans are sorry. The Victoria fans are really there just because <laughs> she lights a match, throws the match into the the gasoline pile, and walks away while it explodes in the background. Yeah, but uh, she's still got gasoline coming down her leg, Jamil. Right? She's still attached. She's running to the... fast. She's trying to outrun it. Yeah, <laughs> like, lighting other fires along the way. She's um, she's setting herself on fire. The process. <laughs> um. Whereas Latoya, I think she had her fans, but Latoya also rubbed people the wrong way. Um, that whereas Austin, she really didn't do anything, <laughs> which means that 
you know, you have your friends and family. Plus, she was very, you know, good with uh, Brayden, who has, uh, I think, a pretty strong fan base as well. So, yeah, <laughs> I think Austin has a bigger fan base, honestly. And Kyle, plus the relationship with Kyle. It intersects right. with those those three, too. Yeah, we'll see how this all plays out. But I feel like Victoria is, she's loving life right now. She she is eating it up. And I can't say I hate it. You know, I, I, I'm not necessarily rooting for Victoria. She's emerging to me as a villain of this season. Yeah. She's like Fair the enough. Cersei Lannister yes. of this season to me. You know, uh, she's just. Let me ask you a question. All-Stars? If there's an All Stars, do you want Victoria on this cast? Yes, but I don't think she'll go far. Like I feel like she is. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think we'll see what, how this will play out. But if you were even to say she's a victim next week, and let's say you throw her into an All Star season, I think she's probably like a first boot or a second week. But uh, she's locked into jury, so you're getting into the rest of the season. You oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. yeah. She's here to stay. You know, yeah. and uh, really, like sometimes just outlasting people is half the battle because you can create a legacy for yourself and i think victoria will be a memorable player after the season we'll say what do we remember about big brother canada tonight i don't think we're gonna be saying was it austin i, I don't think it will be i think we'll be talking about spicy v and her yeah. antics and uh everything else like when she got uh covered in sauce like i can't even eat and i'm covered in sauce oh that was austin sorry uh <laughs> Still a good line. Still, Still a, good, a line. good line. Um, okay, let's talk about the episode just because, yeah. just so we don't miss anything, just so we don't forget to mention any of the the plot points. Um, I, I have here Arissa in her dress tonight. Uh, we'll just take our cameras off here for two seconds just to uh, check her. Arissa was in her uh, in her black and white, almost a Star Trek esque uh, outfit, I would say tonight. Jamil. Yes, uh, but um, may this be your own battlefield. Yes, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, like it's it's a little bit like the um, the underground caverns uh, with the nurse chapel guy. I can't remember his name now. Well, I I was thinking, you know, um, the I forget the the actor's name, but half black, half. Um, oh, like, you mean like Frank Gorshin yes. from from Batman nineteen uh, sixties version? Yes, where... played the Riddler. I think the episode's called "May This Be Your Last Battlefield." It is actually called that. I think I even have a clip. Um, hold, give me, give me ten seconds. I'm, you know what? I'm, I haven't been so good with my, uh, my memory re regarding um, original series titles. So, um, I uh, gotta tap myself on the back on that one. I'm pretty proud of that, uh, that pull. Um, but yeah, <sighs> Arissa, fashion-wise, sometimes they're hits. Sometimes they're misses. Last week was a miss, by the way. We didn't really talk about it last week, but I, I had it up there just because I was like, this needs yeah, to be. It was up. a miss. It was a miss. But this was um, better this week. Yeah, she was. Um... This very 80s. Very 80s. Yeah, yeah, but but you know I can deal with that. I can deal with some like uh, you know she. I thought I thought more of a look this week. Last week she was in like this suit. This with it was all covered in flowers and it was uh it was i was like this is not i i think that it wasn't so much the material as just like the the, the cut yeah the cut and and just the, i think it would have worked better as a dress than as like a suit it just was uh the, it just didn't work not that this is fashion hour but you know hey why not um well, if anyone watches any of our other podcasts you would know that dave has an appreciation of 
fashion uniforms and outfits so uh, this is um was it um this is uh what did they say this is on theme this is you know this is this is part of the the gimmick this is this is dave it is i and i found the gorshin laugh <laughs> <laughs> took me a second if there she you go. only did that if she only did that yes right. uh anyway so um what else do we have here so this episode starts kind of where we left off the veto's not used by rohan Rohan was uh, really emotional to start this episode tonight. Uh, he was crying outside. Tina and Tara had to console him. Were you you weren't impressed with this? I can tell. Uh, look, I can understand people feeling bad. Um, I have to emotionally se separate myself from that situation. I don't know how he's feeling. I'm not in that situation. So, but like when they when they show people getting very emotional about these decisions, it just really kind of I'm like, okay, I want to move on from it. Well, was it um, genuine? You think? I I think with a lot of these things, they're genuine. I like the crocodile tears are are safe for um for Victoria. Um, I I think he was genuinely actual. I I think he he realizes or understands what a mistake it was, um, and he's gonna keep feeling that decision going forward. So, okay. And if I was Braden, I would lord it over him, you know, subtly through the rest of the game as long as he's there yeah well like assuming that they will be but how dare they how dare you rohan dare they. how dare you not use the veto on your besties um we get a conversation here with brayden and victoria early on where this is kind of right after the h the uh ceremony too where um victoria's like i'm so mad at you and she's coming at brayden and then I think Tara comes in at one point. Yeah. She's, she's talking about how mad she is at Austin. And then, you know, um, she felt Austin's um, speech during the, this the veto ceremony was kind of directed at her and other people. And she did not appreciate it. Um, saying how kind of fake Austin can be because like she, she wouldn't even talk to her. Like she didn't pay her any attention. They said they, like both of them mentioned that they want to work together and then they never talk to her after that. And um, so, you know, yeah. <laughs> Brayden, Brayden seemed a little bit like what is happening right now? Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't I be the one who's emotional? Right. And then everyone comes in seemingly to go and like comfort Brayden on the situation, just like what happened last episode. But there it is. It's all about Victoria. Right? Yeah, I was like, I, I literally wrote down here, what is Victoria doing in this scene? Like, what is she doing? She's trying to shoot the moon. She's it's like, you would think, hey, like, let's just let them, let's not put attention to myself because you got to ask questions about, like, why is she so angry at Austin? Austin's put up. Who's angry at her? Well, I know Victoria's angry at her. Like, stop putting yourself in the mix when. You know, you're supposed to be invisible. Like, take a hint. Right? Yeah, this was not. Was this a, a like uh, a sort of misdirect attempt by Victoria, or like I? Because I remember Austin's speech from Vito last night, and it was. I felt like it was more directed at Rohan than anybody. It um, was mostly directed at Rohan. I don't know how. Like, unless you're like a severe narcissist. Oh wait. Oh wait. <laughs> yes, that oh, might wait. be the case. Yes. Um, you know, uh, we may have some evidence. I am so good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> if you 
you've ever watched the original Peter Pan play, like the musical, when when Peter Pan starts talking about his shadow and how awesome he is, right, for having a shadow and catching it, right, and that's what Victoria sounds, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, Oh, yeah, gosh. it's uh, yeah, she's she's she is a bit of a of um, a force of nature. I would call Victoria. <laughs> you know, watching her tonight, it's just it's just terrifically uh, ter uh terrible. But uh, you know, you, you got to imagine if you're a player like Tina, who's just kind of sitting back and relaxing and going, "Hey, I'm the oldest person in this house. Nobody's coming for me." And not only that, I'm not seen as weak or not capable or not connected with people you know like uh, as much as people say they don't like tara and maybe that really hurts tara's chances of not winning the game tara is not i think uh a top target she just seems to be an expendable player which is not always the worst thing being expendable can be okay as long as you can avoid being the expended yes and no because especially if you're not in control if you're not in control you just want the shot to go anywhere else besides you, right? Right. And you're like, hey, like, um, great job winning HOH. That's great for the resume. Um, if you're in a strong alliance, you, like, who are you going to take off right now? Like, Brayden and Rohan? That just seems kind of thing. But everyone hates Tara. You're going to do the house a favor if you get rid of Tara. Get rid of her. Put some harmony back in the house. Right, that's one of the reasons why why someone will do something like that. Where you'd be like, why would you waste an HOH on Tara? It's like Tara is subtly driving me out of my mind. Right. right. Well, even in the jury phase, you think, uh, or maybe especially because you're just sending Tara from one house to another house, right? Uh, as long as it's not in the house you're in right now. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you just want to get rid of people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, fair enough. Um, you know, we can talk more about this Victoria kind of craziness and everything, but I I don't know. I think we've said what we need to say. Yeah, I I, th I think I think we've already covered it. And honestly, I wouldn't mind an off week with Victoria. Just just get double eviction craziness. Like she can be crazy on that episode. Let's just kind of get past this this week. Let's have let's have like a interesting week for other people. Right, let's see Rogue step up and be a main character. I would love to see a week though where Victoria is on the block, just to see how she deals with it. But they're not going to put her straight up on the block though. She would be only after Vito because everyone is afraid to take a direct shot at her because she's one. <laughs> she's one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she's one. You know. And and I think well, Beth uh, in her confessional tonight. So there was like this sunsetter. Um, a party they had out in the, uh, I guess it was in the Expedia room, and uh, they, you know, they were. They said we control the vote, and we're they, they were they they were tickle pink, uh, as Donnie would say. Uh, they hey we somehow Victoria did our work for us. Beth Beth says I figured out, I think it's Victoria because she knows it's not her and and the boys, mm -hmm. so she she's saying it's got to be Victoria, and she of course she's right, and ironically she wins HOH tonight. So, you know, even more poignant now that she has that information, what she'll do with that and how she'll treat Victoria moving forward will be sort of interesting. Um, you know, if she'll keep her safe or not um, and how close she keeps her to the vest. But, um, yeah, there's this. But Austin never figured it out. We see that also here that she was like, I don't think Victoria is the HOH. Um, Isn't that sad? 
Isn't that sad? And it's not like, well, okay, maybe she didn't figure it out. Multiple people went and told her, hey, it's Victoria. No, I don't think it's her. It's like, like. <laughs> bossy, gl- they're bossy glossies. Yes, such a strong, strong, strong alliance. Right. When you think about the friendship of Austin and Victoria, and or if you can call it a friendship, a relationship at least, um, you know, That's Austin. Yeah, it's not a true friendship, That's but Austin, friendship. whatever, whatever, whatever it is, Austin takes it for granted. And Victoria feels very much slighted by that. So that's why we, we would say that, you know, Austin as a player really doesn't deserve to be here. She's not, she's maybe smart in some ways. She can do puzzles or she might be good in, at certain things. But in terms of Big Brother, she's actually really not good. Um, Victoria is actually yeah, her she's superior. She's on paper, but like there's a, a certain drive that is required for you to be successful in Big Brother, right? And sometimes you look at people and they're like, they're t- these people, this person is going to be out like very quickly, but then they have this drive to just connect with people and get involved and mix it up or win competitions or something there. Austin has all the tools. She's smart. Um, she's good looking. Um, she is seemingly when she talks to people, people really you know enjoy her company Mm -hmm. but then she closes herself off and i'm not just closing herself off just this week i mean in weeks previously when kyle went and you know was footing with her if this was another person that was skilled they would have been like i'm gonna like shut part of it down but i'm still gonna have that there so i can kind of pull him in right the oddballs didn't really connect until how long until the sunsetters were pretty much established and you already had two people gone. They had two votes to really cement their, their alliance. Right. Already. Right. right? Um, she, she started playing way too late. Same thing with Braden. Braden is, is going to start, you know, trying now. It's like uh, Kiefer, Kiefer and them, they at least were trying uh, from the get go. Right. Like, what was it? Uh, Jed was on the other team, was on Defender, I believe, right? Um, no, he, he was... No, he was on Destiny. He was Des- He was on Destiny. But Ty but was on like, Defender, right? But it yeah. seems like like they were already thinking ahead of time. They were already putting in work, right? Yes. Like, Austin, Kyle, Roe, they waited way too long, and they were steps behind. They were steps behind. And now they're trying to catch up. And too late. these guys are way too ahead. They're way too ahead. And they haven't even won power. Like, we're talking about Jed and Ty. They haven't even touched power, nor have they touched a block. Uh, right? I'm sorry, but uh, he came here to win things, if I recall. Um, <laughs> You're just looking for that. I'm, that, just, that I'm just looking for the I'm just looking for the Jed's name. I know I can do this. I came here to win comps, and that's what I'm going to do. You almost did tonight. Yeah, Could it be crazy that, like, it would be insane if Jen and Ty make it to the final three without touching the block. To, yeah, to me, that, yeah, it would be insane. Just... Having never, no, even better, having never won a comp and having never touched the block. It's it's in, in, insane to me. Actually, technically, unless one of them wins the comp. Oh no, but Jed won a comp. He won a veto, right? 
Okay, but plus they wouldn't be able to make final. They wouldn't be able to get the final three without one of them winning the comp. Right, but let's say Ty gets to the end without ever having been nominated or having never won a, a comp either. Though, like you know, is it sort of is he sort of like does that even itself out in terms of a resume? Yes and no. Um, it depends on how the other people were voted out. And I would figure for that means someone else did the dirty work for him, and and do they feel bad about it? Well, they respect right? it or not, you know? It's, yeah, yeah. well, they respect it. That's that's the thing about it, um, because other people would have won HOH or won vetoes, and you know, they helped vote other people off. So, will it be recognized that it was Ty being involved in? being the hand that was kind of moving people out or would it be that he was just, you know, relaxing and chilling and, you know, the plan from previous continued working. Right. Um, yeah. I, it's going to be interesting to see what, how Ty and Jed are, are viewed now that we know they're both in jury now and sort of, and we'll see where they place respectively, but they were the, the big meat, shield guys like you know if you will and uh and beth is in power this week so they're at least i, I think they're safe at least until the the second part of this double coming up next week um unless beth decides to make a move <laughs> but she, she's our contemplating today what if i went against ty and jed but i'm like this is like fan fiction that, you know. <laughs> i that's one of my favorite rob clips um the thing that was missing from this episode was that whole discussion with Austin about uh, thing. It isn't spoilers at this point because it's not like you're gonna. They're not gonna reference it. Maybe they might, but still, whatever. Uh, Austin went to Beth and had a suggestion about turning on the boys, right? And Beth had a like. Oh, she was contemplating it. Um, so she turns around and has a conversation with um, with Jed, and we kind of see a little bit of it. She basically says, hey, I'm thinking about keeping Austin, <laughs> right? So alerting um, her, alerting him of her, her thoughts, right? Which was supposed to be kept a secret. And, you know, he, he plays along. He's like, why do you think so? And as they talk it through, less and less do you see that, that flip happening, Right. So the work he's put in in terms of she has it in her mind that uh, and she verbalized the fact that, um, you know, she isn't up her battle getting to the end unless she's dragged there. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, you have Jed and Ty kind of mentioning that, you know, this is a bad idea. And you kind of see, see them steering her away from that type of thought process as well. Right. This whole place house. is spaghetti. Spaghetti, she said. It's not like it's not spaghetti. It's lasagna. It's layered, very layered. It's just layered. It's it, you know, it's loyal, loyal to the soil. Loyal to the soil. Sunset is for life until exactly. you're in the jury house. Until you're in the jury house. Yeah. Then Do you're. You think not, the sunsetters would, would be better. Like, um, oh, will they sign? Will the sunsetters be the final four or will five? They be better. I, I, I don't think they're going to be the final four. I think things. Are gonna oh, split up um. Kiefer could be better. Okay. If he if they take him out, uh, especially if they take him out like before his time, you know. I think I think Kiefer would still. I think Kiefer would 
would still vote for one of the Sunsetters. I think he would respect their game long enough and and know the work that they put in, right? And they're obviously going to say that they used him, right? And then he'll I, be like, "I, I respect that, bro." I th- yeah, I think I think he's going to respect. He's like, Kiefer, I couldn't let you with all the wins that you have make it to the end. So I was working with you. Yes, indeed, we were, but at the same time, like you did a lot of dirty work. We kind of positioned you in a certain way, and then. Uh, before we got close to the end, you know, we had to cut you. I'm sorry. Um, I wish you, I, there was some way for me to feel comfortable to have you up here, but you were too big of a threat. I had to get rid of you. Like Keith would be like, yeah, man, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I was too big of a threat. Yeah. You know, yeah. you had to keep it, keep it real. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Keep it real. Yeah. Because like Victoria, I, Victoria is a, a head case, right. In terms of how she's acting, Whoever's in the final two will be blowing so much smoke up her ass. It'll be insane the amount, right? I bet like someone's gonna get on their knees and like bow to her, right? And she'll be like, "Oh, I know. I was so I, I'm one of the greatest of all times that you you had to eliminate me. Otherwise, there would have been no chance." You know, she, <laughs> she will she will take that dream and put it under a pillow, right? Forever. Yes. Right? So. Oh yeah, she's already writing that narrative. I am so good at this game. So good. So oh good. Guys, I'm one of the best, oh, no. the best of oh, all time. You know that? I keep forgetting every Thursday to reset this clock. One second. No problem. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Victoria's boyfriend um, has goat shirts written for her when she comes out of the Big Brother house. Um. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, I um, I have a whole cavalcade of, of comments about their relationship. Um, or I don't know what kind About of who? Uh, sorry, I was just testing my life. Victoria and her boyfriend. Victoria. Yeah. Like, yeah I, I, we only had that one letter from him and his brother, right? Who was her yeah. best friend. But she, and then she had the other best friend. And we talked about how many best friends she might have. It's neither here nor there. Um <laughs> Yeah, she's an interesting character. I, I think we're going to be analyzing Victoria for many weeks to come. I don't think she's going to be out uh, that soon. But um, can we talk about this uh, secret mission that they had to go on tonight? Dave, I'm so angry. So what, angry. What? Okay, so this was what? What made you angry here? Was it just the messiness? No, like okay, so we'll break down the break it down. And I'll tell you exactly my issue with this. This entire challenge. Okay, so the whole it, the the whole thing about it was, and, and we can call it a, yeah, it's challenge. I think is a kind of a loose term because I wasn't quite. It seemed like this was like uh, activities you would give to kids at a summer camp of some kind or something. Just to they, they they're bored. Let let let's give them some kind of a task. Well, and find the po- some way to have a corporate tie-in to to sponsor the whole segment. Um, yes. Which was sunlight, right? This was all about sunlight and their cleaning products. And uh, so they get the halves to, um, starting with Beth. Beth is the one sort of directed to get the halves together. And then they have to start making a meal. And then they have to make all this mess. And they they have to get the sauce and whatever. And um, and they start throwing it around. There's a food fight that starts here. And they can't let the have-nots know what's going on. Which, of course, the have-nots are Victoria, Kiefer, um, and uh, sorry, Braden and the nominees, and Braden and Austin, right? And I forgot about them. <laughs> the invisible nominees. 
yes, the invisible HOH and the invisible nominees. And then they the the, the challenge after that was that the have nots had to clean this all up. Which was kind of like it felt mean. That's what Big Brother punishments are supposed to be. Like I I was enjoying it. I'm like, yes, have them clean. Don't give them, don't give them a slop pass. Don't give them like a meal or anything like that. I'm sorry, you're have not. You you're in a lesser position. You gotta clean it up. I'm sorry. Right? Stuff like that builds like animosity to people who are haves. Right. And people who pick them as have nots. I wish they did this more so that there's like, it isn't just, well, I'm not eating food or I'm not eating the okay, the mediocre oatmeal supplement. Right. Right. I want them to be, there should be more punishments on Big Brother. People break the rules, people do stuff that they're not supposed to, you get punished. The whole house gets punished. Right. Well, I, yeah, I, I think it shows like Hell's Kitchen where they have like the two sides of the of the the two teams, right? And the losing team usually has to clean up the winning teams kind of thing. And you're right. It does create it creates animosity. It creates tension. It creates competitiveness within the house. I don't want to be I, I want to be HOH. I don't want to be a have not. I don't want to suffer. I don't want to have to clean up after these people. Like imagine Tara who hates cleaning after these people and how messy they are has to like literally clean after them after a purposeful mess. Right. Should yes. be like, I, I, I got to win HOH because I don't want to deal with this again next week. Right. If I get picked to be a have not again, like I want something to drive people. It is like sometimes a little bit too easy. Right. Has Ty and Jed been have nots? Um, maybe Jed, maybe, maybe. I don't think so. Not that I can well, recall. I'd have to look made, back. I think they made a comment that they weren't, a, um, they weren't have nots. There's only been a couple of people that have not been a have not. So, will Beth make them have nots? Is there, the, I hate this idea that, oh, well, we'll all take our turn and we'll volunteer to be have nots. No, nah, and... man, I'm picking you because you're going up i'm sorry right i don't want you thinking straight for the veto competition i'm sorry you're gonna have to deal if i can put them up like if i can make somebody have not anonymously that's better i think that's always better <laughs> like victoria like victoria victoria but making herself the like the have not to misdirect kind of clever but only if you sell it really well i don't think you really did this week i think you were too you were like a little too obvious you know beth figured this out come on yeah. um <laughs> Don't be too cute. She knows her ABCs, but you know. Wait, you got, I gotta play it now, don't I? I, I? I cited it. Stop it! I know my ABCs. It. I know my ABCs. <laughs> <laughs> Just not backwards. Um. So the 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 my favorite part of the food fight too is when she poured the uh, ragu sauce down the Jensen's uh, back of his pants. Yeah. That was I was I was like oh my god, and then I, I play I did play this kind of earlier when we were talking about it, but just this whole uh, 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 Austin you know just being so miserable this week uh, with the whole thing. Like I can't even eat and I'm covered in sauce. Oh yeah, I had more to it. Where she's like I can't. I, it's in my hair. It's in my clothes. It's in my jacket. Ah. And then what? okay, and then afterwards they say, but guess what? Uh, now you have not get. Uh, this feast where you get waited upon by the haves. So is this the part you didn't like? Is, I didn't it... like it. I'm I'm sorry. You are a have not. You get punished. I'm sorry. 
It was interesting that they got to have those nice. Okay, and Victoria is there with the two nominees. Of course, they don't know she's the HOH, and so that 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 even like by the end of it, where like they had this nice dinner where they were drinking wine and having pasta and whatever, and 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 they seem to be like almost having a bonding moment there, right? As the four have-nots, Kiefer, Victoria, yeah. uh, and the two noms, Bray and Austin, and then like you know when Victoria kind of stabs her in the front in this um, goodbye message tonight, I was like, oh. Victoria Savage. <laughs> Which she kept referencing Savage. When she was talking to Austin when they had their, their conversation. Savage. 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 Yeah, I guess. Like um also I just want to also talk about the segment tonight where we had Jedson and Beth kissing in the rain. What you think of this? <sighs> Don't give me that. Give me the showmance I really want to see. <laughs> We talked about in spoilers last week. Spoilers. I, I guess it's still a spoiler because they haven't really talked. They didn't talk about it tonight. Like it wasn't on the show tonight. We got more details about it from um, because Austin and um, Austin and Bray were talking about it um, in detail. So, right. but this notebook yeah. scene here, where no little rain cast. Never heard anybody. The cutest man in the world. You're the cutest man in the world. So. With um, if people don't know what I'm talking about, I don't know if I should reveal it. I, I think it's okay just because they haven't shown on the show. It happened. It happened. You know. So, so um, Bray and um, and Ty were snuggling, and so how they how they detailed this was, uh, uh, Ty was basically saying, "Hey Bray, you keep on teasing. Like you got, are you going to come with it or not?" So they started snuggling in the bed, and. Uh, Bray was kissing him on his neck, right at the back of his neck, and also had his hand on his upper thigh, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So um, we don't know what this is going to lead to, right? But um, is this first base? Are we on first base or second base if we're playing baseball? <laughs> well, <laughs> if there was groping, it would be more of a. It would be more of a. I think he. he I don't know what stopped it though. That was the thing. We didn't really get the conclusion of it. So, um, if there was, was he, you know, caught in between first and second base and he was he tagged out? I don't know. Maybe, 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 or maybe he uh, was, maybe Braden, um, or maybe know. he got called for rain and, um, the game will be postponed to a later date. <laughs> it's a, it, there's a rain check. Maybe rain check. A kiss in the rain. A little kiss in the rain never hurt anything. Uh, you're the cutest like, man in the world. It would be an interesting situation if both Victoria and Kiefer get replaced by Ty, by um, sorry, Braden. Yeah, it would be it would be interesting. Like I think we talked we talked about this in the spoiler section last night. Like what uh, what uh now that uh, Austin's gone, what does this future look like for Braden? Braden almost won this HOH night. He was, I was third pl- pulling for him to win. Me, I mean I too. I, I I would have liked to have seen what he did as an HOH. I think he would have put both the dudes up, and both of them would have turned around and said, "Why are you coming after us?" Victoria was HOH. Yeah, she was the <laughs> HOH. He would have thrown her under the bus so quickly. Right, and then and she would hate them. Victoria would, as as quickly as I said that I wanted Victoria to take a, a a week off. In that scenario, I'm perfectly fine with Victoria going off because that would be so interesting. Because I think a lot of things would get exposed. Right? Yes, because it would blow the whole no, game up. Well, knowing Victoria, she would also state the only person that actually knew I was HOH is Kiefer, and then everyone would be like, "Kiefer, why didn't you tell anyone?" Right, and he's like, 
deny did I tell you to deny? Deny, 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 deny. deny, deny. That was the key for mantra, you know? Um Is that spaghetti noodles? <laughs> I love, that. I love the, the stinger. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're we're okay. There was also the, speaking of Braden. There was this conversation tonight with Tina and Tara and Braden, where he was like, "This was his pitch." I I, I this I didn't love this this uh, clip because I just thought it was boring, really, more than anything. Like, because I was like, like Tina and Tara like to like kind of like act like they're kind of calling the shots or something. I, I I don't know if that's accurate. It doesn't feel like it's accurate. Like I think they have some sway in the house as their two numbers, but um. It's I don't know. It was I feel like it was filler. No power. A pair that has no power outside of like, well, I guess we kind of need you to sway uh, sway on our side. But like, their power has lessened due to the strength of the sunsetters. Right. Let the snakes fight the snakes. Because right now, with Victoria included, they have four votes plus HOH. True. Yes. so yeah, but I I think that they're hoping that that's the that's the their approach is let the snakes fight the snakes and let the big alliances like the Austins and the Bradens go after each you know go out against uh, like you know the Tashans and and Jetson and Beth and vice versa. That's you know I I think and that they'll float in the middle until there's few left and then their two votes will have will a lot of sway in any kind of scenario. It's not I a just, terrible strategy. There's a lot of physical challenges that have not come up yet that are standards, and I'm just saying we haven't seen it yet, and it's going to come eventually. There's going to be a wall endurance competition. It hasn't happened yet, and each week that's it's not going to happen um, next week in the first part of the double eviction. It might come after it, after the, the following HOH is going to occur. I can totally see them doing an endurance one so that people can kind of catch their breath. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, a physical competitions are going to come, and it looks like it might be in a bunch uh, in the latter part of the game. So, like, you have Victoria and um, and Kiefer winning a lot of the the carnival game and puzzle uh, competitions, and Ro even too. Now he has two victories under his belt. Like it's the Ro show, baby! It's the Ro show, baby! Like, what are you guys doing? It's like, I felt bad when Tina didn't win, though. Tina yeah, I because you always want to see these interesting HOHs come to fruition. You know, like a Braden. Last week it was Tara. Like, I think that would have been way more interesting maybe than we got with Victoria. Yes. But maybe not. Maybe not. It wouldn't have been. But it seemed like because we already had a Victoria HOH. I didn't need an other. I didn't need an invisible version. But uh, it was. It's what we got. It's what. It's how if it, it was. Tara, she would have taken a shot at the guys. Yes, I think that 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 would have been yeah. Maybe that's too predictable. Maybe this whole like you know turn of a uh, face where Austin goes out here this week instead. I don't know. It's just this way that it went. You know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, that's kind of the random nature of these games, and that's why you can never. You always have to expect the unexpected. The unexpected. Uh, yeah. I have a little thing here with yeah. We talked about the bath, like Beth talking to Austin and. She's making a lot of good points. And could I go against the boys? And then uh, you know, Jensen comes along and goes, Hey pretty lady, how you doing? She's like, Have you worked out yet? You're the most like cutest man in the world. She said that in the rain, but whatever. Um, 
so <laughs> I was like, whatever. Like, this is I just, just no. No, they they were grasping at straws here because as we saw here we had these speeches it seems like they kind of knew it was going to be Austin here I don't know if they knew for sure go you know but um, this was a seven to nothing vote once they said seven to nothing Austin knew for sure she was done um, and when they're all leaving you know like they're all saying like I love you I love you you know and Jane was saying like we're too liberal with these I love yous. You know, like Victoria, you do not love her. Don't say I love you. You you love her, and then you gave that uh, goodbye message. No, yeah, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't love her. So, so you know, your credibility, Victoria, it's not good. That's why, as an, as an all star player, I don't think she could ever work. Like, I think she's like one of these players you would that need someone just as volatile, like just so that there's a question as to who we're gonna put up. Are we gonna put up Mei Ling, or we're we gonna put up? Um... Victoria, we're gonna put up both. Yeah, you would have to have like spicy kind of characters. Not, not you know, not punny, not intended to reference spicy V specifically, but you know, she's kind of like a like one of these players that ha has sort of a shelf life, right? Like you know, goes into the game and can sort you know, like even like a Russell Hans. Like there was the I Russell knew. Hans that nobody knew, and, and and the beauty of Russell Hans was he got to play. Oh, let's see, we lost Jamil there. Um, so I'm on my own again, but I was saying the beauty of a Russell, Russell Hans in survivor was that, uh, the two times he played, nobody in the cast knew who he was. And so his sort of like more, uh, hail Mary plays and his, uh, his, his different kind of, um, antics were not anticipated by the other players. But once people kind of knew who he was, Hey, you're back. I was still here. <laughs> oh, I was still here. All I see is you're like Jamil's gone, and I'm like I'm still there, and then my picture disappears. I'm like, what happened? Yeah, you just popped off uh, all of a second. But we were just kind of talking about the shelf life of a certain play. Like a, I heard, a player, I heard it all. I was still you, here. Oh, okay. Well, well, then respond, please. Yes. Um. Yeah. Um. Uh. Russell Hans was shooting the moon, and he got to do it twice, but not all the way. Someone had one heart still in their pocket. And he lost both times. And then next time that he's played, uh, people are like, well, I'm going to keep a heart in my pocket. And his game was done, unfortunately. And yeah. <laughs> like, the thing about Victoria's game is, like, there are people on the sidelines who are watching this. Ty and, and, um, and Jed are, like, see right through it. And they're like, yo, we're going to use this girl as much as we possibly can. But she crazy, she crazy. Right, yeah. but she's she. But they think they can control her. I think control up to a point. Like honestly, with Beth there, if Beth is not going to take a shot, and let's say she's working with the guys for the guys, whatever. Like, you're going to back toward Victoria you, you, this like, week. Why not? Because is it too dangerous to leave Victoria around? I think so. Because what she if she flips to the other side. She wins eight well, she can flip to any side, and and so, but she so she'll truly be sort of. Uh... So you shoot the hostage, right? You, you don't you don't want to to be at the whims of a madman, right? No, no, I would be I would be very uneasy working with a player like Victoria. Like you know, she might be on my side this week or this hour even, but next hour she might decide that I'm not. Like I'm in her on her shit list, like, and I gotta be. Yeah, what if out. I accidentally say I don't feel like 
giving you the attention that you want and she gets mad and decides to do something about it that's like beat me let me understand gameplay right and that you're voting me up for gameplay and i can kind of see that the thought process going but like you're with me and then you're not because like i slighted you in like <laughs> a way that you just can't forgive and it's not like i you know threw your food on the ground or anything like that i just did not say hello in the morning because i was still sleepy and you decided i'm done with jamil i'm done with him right all of a right. sudden like you you can't <laughs> you, you don't want to deal with those type of people you'll be walking on eggshells Oh yeah. yeah. Well, you better learn to keep your name, her name, out of your mouth, or you know you're gonna be dealing with some spicy V. Spicy. She said she went right, she, right on, right on her fanny. Um, okay, so we see this vote go out. Uh, Victoria votes, but she doesn't. It doesn't matter. But she would have voted for Austin, uh, so it would have been eight nothing. Um, we talked to the two liberals, and then um, when when okay, so the. This whole thing that there's nobody that comes out, you know, like when they come out. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll rephrase. Um, when they come out now, there's no, there's no like audience, right? Yeah. There's no like no, there's no crowd of the world to greet people as they're leaving the Big Brother house, and I think that's always part of the experience of being in there and then coming out of the game. And I think that's the, that's maybe the, one of the only things we do lose in sort of a pandemic season because this quarantine factor does suit it. But once you leave the house, there's no like. Woo! Or even like in certain players' cases, boos that yeah. have been reactions that have come for certain players, some more warranted than others, uh, perhaps. And uh, you know, I think that it's uh, it's just kind of lackluster. So Arissa has to try, or whoever the host is, you know, Julie in the American version has to try to make up for that. And uh, you know, but she said tonight. There are so many people crying right now. I am not exaggerating. Really? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Austin stands kind of like just message Arissa and, and the Big Brother Canada. And it's like, well, there's a lot of people that I like her. Yes, that's from her hometown, um, I, which is in Toronto, right? Isn't she? Is she she's from Aurora, isn't she? Aurora, like it, something like that. Like North North Toronto, basically. Yes. Um, home of Wayne Campbell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sure, there's always going to be people that are going to be cheering for, and they're they're going to be very vocal, especially when you know that the person is going to get voted out. There's not everyone like no no one like there's not like petitions, right? No, no, don't lie to the person. But she said, like I think what made it worse was Arissa says, "I'm not exaggerating." Yes, you are. Like, yes, you, you know, like you're not Victoria, Arissa. You don't have to tell Austin you like her. And then, you know, it's clearly not true. Gameplay. You know? uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the exit interview was kind of boring. And yeah. then the messages up until the Victoria message were also kind of dull. Like we had Beth and Rohan and uh, and Brayden who said he's going to get revenge for her. Please. Like, honestly... I think the goodbye messages are a reflection of how she did in the house. No passion, no energy, right? And and that's what it was. At least there was a little bit of fire with Kyle at the very least, right? Mm -hmm. Something interesting that people could talk about, Tara talking about how she's like her son, right? People couldn't say anything with Austin. Austin was just a person in the house, just like how there's a house plant. 
and how there's food <laughs> in the fridge. It's just things that are there <laughs> that yes. you know is there and exists, but you don't talk to them because it's hidden in the fridge. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and and Austin, like, what can we say about her as she left here? You know, like, I'm like, oh, I'm okay with it. Like, even like the fact that enjoy your time. I'll see you and Kyle on Amazing Race Canada. Okay. I guess so. Like, I'm just hoping that Braden will emerge, or even if he's not going to, uh, as like some kind of a threat in this game or some kind of a player that has um, some agency, then I just hope he's sort of like shipped out into the jury house early in this process. You know? Does like, Rohan seem like he has any urgency? Doesn't Rohan, like no. Right now that we're in jury phase, and like I don't know if we'll see certain players like Rohan maybe like kick into a different gear. I hope so, you know, like because I think that he's sort of a player that didn't want to be seen as going out early and not being like a player that mattered, you know. But um, he's so you know he will he be able to take a little bit more risk maybe in this game? Um, you know, he's been he's been he doesn't have Kyle anymore. Who he was close to. He he was clearly close to Austin. His his uh his goodbye message tonight seemed genuine, where he's like, you know, I, I we're gonna be friends for years to come and whatever. I I I didn't disbelieve him. Yes, because um he's gonna be with um was a big brother camping with Kyle, and obviously you know, Austin's, Austin's going to be there too. There, so, you know, it's good for relations to say that you're going to be friends. I, I don't know. Kyle was already on to Tinder with the second he got out of the house. I don't think he's holding a torch <laughs> for, 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 maybe it's good though. Maybe, maybe it gives their, their relationship a chance because Austin's out now. So maybe Kyle is willing to, uh, you know, Hey, Hey, I, I'm well, actually, but it can't work. He's in Alberta. She's in Ontario. Uh, he's, he's going to be there. Well, 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 has he left and gone back to Alberta, though? I imagine so. Like, uh, they usually don't. You think Josh is hanging around in like sequester jo somewhere? No, in Josh is gone. Josh has nothing. <laughs> Josh has nothing to do with the show. But at least with like, um, when Austin is probably outside, he's watching the show and he's like, "Oh yeah, what's the name's God? I'm gonna stay around Toronto. I'm gonna postpone my flight and I'm gonna stay around Toronto for another week." Mm -hmm. uh maybe like if he thought like there was a good chance she was going out this week it's yeah i guess because he's, like, he's doing press it's not like they fly him back the first day right. and you probably don't even want to fly you might like well i guess you probably fly but like you do alberta press. i think you would fly yeah you're, you're you're doing press like it's thursday you get eliminated thursday night so friday you're doing press it's the weekend right you might be you know, you might be heading out on Monday, and by the time Monday comes around, you know the stage is already set. You know that the person's gone, right? right yeah, so. maybe it's not. It's not impossible. If he's like, it's a foregone conclusion. You just have to wait around four days, and you can see Austin. I, I don't know how soon you give you your phone back after you get out. Oh, you, uh, you get your phone back immediately. I assume. Oh yeah, I thought it was after you finish your press. Um, would you feel comfortable doing press without your phone? Well, I think that they do that on purpose to say, like, hey, we don't want you to, like, you know, get texts from all your family saying, like, say, like, say something, don't say, say don't say this or don't say that. Or, you know, so I think that uh, it could be part of the process that they try not but you to... Have to talk to your family, though, first. Like, you get out of the house, you no longer. You might get a phone call the first, you know, right away or something. There's a like producer that. standing by is like, don't talk about that. 
Nope. Don't talk about that. It's a speakerphone. I don't know. I don't know how because the, the funny thing is too is when you are on these shows, my understanding is you have a contract, and part of that contract is you're not allowed to talk about production. You know, yeah, <clears throat> you're not allowed well, to talk about sort of the process they go through. I, I, uh, I. Well, I never got in trouble with it, but uh, when I when I was on Pop Quiz, uh, it, we taped well, like what three months ahead of time. So I got a question wrong, and I purposely tried to get the answer that I got wrong corrected. Right? Okay. So um, it was like, name Hollywood's sexiest man. And I said, Channum Tatum, um, <laughs> which, which is incorrect, Channing Tatum. Right. And um, so um, after the show, I waited like, I think, a month, and then I started messaging Channing Tatum and asking him, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you change your name for a short period of time? Just even change your Twitter handle, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just so I can, like, dispute that <laughs> that question. Um, it, it was funny. It was funny. Obviously, yeah. it wouldn't have worked. It still got the question wrong. But uh, You were I, trying I, for revisionist history there. <laughs> revisionist like. history. I was going to turn fact, fan fiction into fiction. Um hmm. It was yes. clever of you. Very clever, but well, why not? You you have the, hey, why not? Yeah, you got nothing right. to lose. Um, sorry, I just was trying to think about where we should go next in this. Yeah, well, we talk- after this is the his commercial, and then it goes to the HOH. The HOH, and we also got the double eviction announcement. Yeah. Um, finally, we get a double eviction. It's in the jury phase. Makes sense to do it here, I guess. Yeah. Um. Uh, and okay, so let's say you're you're all, but also I was thinking about Austin coming out of this house tonight before the HOH, and like I was like, okay, you think you're coming out of the house, and sure there's no audience, and then you know Arissa's telling you, oh, there's so many people crying, but what you get out and guess what? The province of Ontario is going into a full lockdown for like another <laughs> month. You must be. I I would if I were in there, I'd be like, okay, when I get out, it's gonna be so much better. Like, you know, by then the vaccine, the vaccines and things will be rolled out and, you know, they might, we might be back to normal. No, not going to be. I would be so disappointed. Yeah. I, I left work early today to take care of some mail work because um, I do not want to be out in the streets tomorrow because tomorrow is going to be freaky. People yeah. like every, every day before a lockdown, whatever they do this Saturday, 9 a.m. lockdown business. Friday is always crazy, and it's a Friday that's a holiday, so people are just going to be extra, like, anything that's open, they're going to be, like, scrambling to try and get to, like, uh, LCBO is going to be jammed. Yeah, those little wine stores at the, like, the Fortinos and whatever. Um, Yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be mayhem. I'm not going out there unless I have to. That's for sure. You got your, you're fully stocked up with toilet paper. I'm stocked. I think so. Okay. Jane, are we stocked up? If you're watching, uh, you know, I think we're good. She goes in chat. Yes. <laughs> She's cause we're okay, Dave. Don't worry. We, we, we hoarded lots. Um, did you like this HOH challenge? You know, this is a pretty classic HOH format. This is uh you know, borrowed right from the U S version where they, the, you know, the night before the HOH, they, they wake up the house guests, including the two nominees because they don't know who's going to be, 
uh, voted out. So we saw Austin in some of these clips where she was being woken up all night along with the rest of them. And they were looking at the um, at like these different pictures and then they would be asked true or false questions. It's fine. You know, it's a quick format and you can uh, you can finish it in like under 10 minutes you, you, with a commercial break. They like did a couple rounds and then they took a, this pretty fairly hefty Long. commercial break. And then they came back um, and, and finished it all out. And because he can go to a tiebreaker because there's a limited number of rounds. So, yes, I, I'm okay with this. I wouldn't be okay with it. This was every HOH, but I think, yeah. why not? Okay. Next question. Do you think <laughs> Jed threw it? No. Okay. Here, okay. Uh, why? Okay. Because he, how his answer was so different? Yeah. Well, not even... To me, there's two options. Either he was throwing it or he didn't get to put his complete answer. Jane says we're okay for toilet paper. Yes. So, yes. So we're, we're, we're okay. Averted. Crisis averted. We're in the clear. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Okay. So because uh, Jane and I were watching together and um, the question that um, Arissa asks here, you know, how many, how many days uh, in those calendars did not have like events written in them, right? right? But you know, depending on how you hear the question, like Jane interpreted it one way, I interpreted it another way. And if we were kind of like, uh, I interpreted it in the Beth way, uh, because like I had something closer to like 320 or whatever, and uh, and 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 Jetson was like 80 something, so it was almost like he he heard the question backwards, like how many okay. days did have days written in versus how many days didn't have days written in. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, so I, that's why I don't think Jed threw it for that reason. I think he just misinterpreted it. Okay. I I would have beat Beth, um, if I'm honest, because the way I was picturing it, I'm like, I cannot remember all those. I can't remember all of it. So I have to estimate. And my estimate was there were at least three events on each month. every single one. So minus 36 by 365. Right, and that's my answer, which would have been right. about three twenty-eight, I think. Right? Yeah, and that's that where I was answer. about. Right, and what was the answer? Three thirty. Yeah, would have beat her. Okay, you would have beat her. You would have been close. Yeah, I was like, I, I just was going with sort of a safer number, which was like three twenty, because uh, I was figuring there was about forty-eight dates, uh, you know, like roughly, you know, across. But uh, that was probably that was too many, uh, roughly. And so, yeah, I think that um, that Beth, you know, she earned it fair and square. Clearly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And good for her because I feel like this, you know, depending on what she does with it and how this plays out, though, but, you know, you can't take this away from her. She did win this tonight on her own. And uh, her legacy in this game, you know, it has changed. She she knows her AB. She doesn't know her ABCs, but she she knows how many uh, dates are in there. She knows well, her calendars. You know, she only had I know my. I know my ABCs. She only had to worry about A and B and then the numbers. Yes. Uh well she did. It was it was it was not exact it wasn't rocket science, but it it's showing but again, like it's a, this this added legacy that the 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 HOHs have been largely mental. They've been cerebral and the vetoes have been more physical, but not yeah. as a rule. Some of them have been a little bit more like uh, you know, anybody can win them. I think that's good. I think that you want to leave these things up to a certain level of randomness, but I would I would rather there would there would have been more of a mixture. I'm not complaining necessarily. I just feel like people need to understand that the physical ones are coming and you have two strong guys there that 
are like are gonna lick their lips if they make it to a physical comp and they're just gonna that's like a well, guaranteed win well what if they get there rohan is always beating them <laughs> There's no, like like, there's no way if they do like the maze one where you have to like run and and um you know find something i don't think ro is beating jet and anti if it was yeah. maybe one of them i i would maybe suspect one. that he might beat one and not the other i don't think he's being both probably Kiefer not winning that one Kiefer's not winning that one tina's not winning that one yeah no no fair you know fair enough and uh it, it's it... Like that's why, and they'll be kicking themselves that they didn't get these players out when they could. But again, they I, they didn't have a lot of choice in this. Like, what could Tarantino have done anything differently here? Like, they had no power other than they could have won power. You know, they, that's the only thing you can really criticize them for. True, but I think Kiefer and Victoria might be kicking themselves because they did have power and they did have an opportunity. Even Austin, like even Austin, who was HOH, like she got out Josh. I know. Great legacy. Great legacy. It was a little, it was a little sus. That's a little sus. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like getting out like a you know unpopular player early to sort of win favor in the house. And it kind of worked for her for a little bit, but she wrote it. She she went into overdraft. On that. She squandered it. Overdraft, I'd say. Yeah. Um Okay, and then that's it, right? Like that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode, and I don't know if we have anything in spoilers uh, to talk to. But no, I the, everything was pretty much said. I already mentioned it already about the juiciness with um, with Braden and uh, and uh, and Ty. Um, we already talked about um, uh, Beth and her conversation with Austin. There isn't that much. All it is is speculation. Okay, who does you, who who does Beth want to put up? No influence from anybody else. Like no who does she want to from put anyone up? else? I think uh, if she had a choice, it'd be Tara and Victoria. Because that's who just who she's not with, right? Like yeah. the most. Okay. And, yeah. Now is that what? Let's say Jetson has the more influence than Ty, which I think would be fair to say at this point. Uh, then uh, who does Jetson want out? I think maybe Roe and Tara. Roe and Tara. So Tara seems like this is a bad thing for Tara in particular. Yeah. Yeah. Which People is bad for like... me because I have Tara in the draft. Yes, it is. No, this is no, this is bad <laughs> because because Tara, like Beth's leaving onions in that fridge unwrapped. <laughs> or whatever Tara's going on about. <laughs> She does little comments that like annoy the guys. Like she talks about how messy Ty is, and Ty's like, "I just left some clothes on my bed. Why are you freaking out?" Yeah. Um, well, Terry's also Italian, not to point out, but sometimes the Italian mothers can be a little bit, uh, <laughs> you know. Hey, you do that. Hey, you do that. I love all Italian mothers. Please do not send a hate mail to me. Mm -hmm. You can send them to me. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> send them my way, Nona. Um, so it's <laughs> Tara. I was hoping for more for you, but if she's the target this week, that would be unfortunate. It would. Be um, I don't know. If she would be a target. Like, is she worth getting out at this point? Heading Once into a double eviction? If people are annoyed. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's just like get this out of my life. I can't live. I have to live with this twenty four seven. Yes, because like everyone else keeps it cool outside of Victoria, which they're kind of weaponizing her. 
But like everyone else, Ro kind of keeps it calm. Brayden keeps it calm. Tina keeps it calm. Right? Kiefer can keep it calm. Like Tara's the one making these comments. Like that's why. Yeah, and it's not not smart. Not good gameplay. You know, you're not letting the snakes eat the snakes here. You're kind of turning yourself into a snake, Tara. You gotta be careful. You're you're rattling it and drawing their attention towards. She's a rattlesnake, a black mamba. Yeah, black (laughs) mamba. (sighs) All Um, right. As opposed to white mamba. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. As opposed to that, yes. Um, okay, well then, I think we're gonna call. We're gonna close the books on tonight. The week five, we're heading to week six. Bath H O H. I'm excited. Week six, Bath. We, but, but double hey, eviction, even more exciting. Yes, but even before the double eviction, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of content coming um, people's way that they can check out. You're right, Jamil. There actually is. We got a lot coming up uh, in the Super Mater Brothers Podcasting Network. Uh, inc- you know. As you know, we're, we're, we're deep into this Big Brother Canada 9, but we do other things, too. We also do Marvel Cinematic Universe here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting. We just started that recently with WandaVision. We're also going to be doing Falcon and the Winter Soldier when that season wraps. And we'll, we'll probably do other projects. We also have done Westworld, Survivor, different shows. If you have a request for a show, we'll consider it. Throw it out there. Um, and then uh, we also have our other channel, Trivial Debates, where we that's our monthly channel where we argue about sports, TVs, and music. It's kind of, you know, we got one judge and three panelists, and they all go round by round. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Jamil was just on the recent episode. Um, Ooh, you know, we had Adam Woodward. It was, great. it was a hot one. My son was competing. You were competing with my, you know, I was I had to I was in a producer role that that time was you know it was quite the thing. The, the so. best thing is when he's like dad and dad and I'm like <laughs> and I was like amen amen don't be so mean to people. Or, that was don't, so yeah. great, I love it. Yeah, yeah. It was, so check that out. That's our other channel and our third channel is called Live Long and Podcast, which is a Star Trek focus channel. Yeah, that's right yeah. up there with the Vulcan salute. Uh, Leonard Nimoy's birthday was this month, or it would have been this month. Uh, he would have been ninety and years old. The Jewish Jewish salute also. The cedar. Oh, yeah, no that's right. Cedar, so um, please. Passover was uh, very recent. We're heading into Good Friday tomorrow. Jesus was a Jew. There's tons of connections. Yeah. Um, and uh, first contact we, day is on Monday. First contact day is Monday. Like this is Star Trek season. You should check out our other channel, Live Long and Podcast. Um, and all of that we do Tuesdays. We do a Deep Space Nine episode. We talk. We're watching them all in order. We're into season three right now. But you can go back and watch the other ones, or you can just join now. It's, this is kind of the good stuff anyway. So check it out um, on Tuesday nights. We do that. Jamil, Jeff, I, and the Millards, the tag team couple. Then on Wednesdays we watch an original series episode with my dad, and we talk about that. He's like, it was the '60s, Dave, and we're like, well, why are they so chauvinistic and misogynistic? He's like, shut up. It doesn't matter. It's Captain Kirk. And then uh, on uh, the weekends, we do Star Trek Radio Theater, where we reenact um, uh, different episodes, uh, things like that. And this what, what week, this week, yeah, coming up this week, I just got the poster done. It took way later. I would have normally plugged this and all the shows up to this week, but uh, this was quite a week uh, all around. Anyway, so we're going to be doing a piece of the action from the Star Trek: The Original Series second season, their twentieth episode. This aired in nineteen sixty-eight. This is the episode where they go to a planet called Sigmaosha three and uh this is a planet that uh that that pretends they're all uh 1920s earth gangsters chicago gangsters um and so kirk and spock and all of them are in the mix i'm going to be playing captain kirk for this one my dad is going to be guesting on this one 
as this is, I think, his favorite episode, really. He's going to be playing Boss Jojo Cracko for this one, and uh, Jessica Chan playing uh, Boss Bella Oxmix, the uh, South Side and uh, North Side respective bosses. Uh, plus, my brother Jeff is going to be playing Boss Teppo. Uh, we don't know what his territory is. Let's say East Side. So uh, it's going to be really exciting. I think my wife Jane playing Dr. McCoy. We got Ashley and Kevin Millard in different roles. And uh, we got Michael Chan playing about four or five different roles. So it, you know, it's quite the experience when you, when you listen to these radio theaters. And then we do edited versions, which are a little bit more polished and have like sound effects and more like uh, more of a bed there. And I uh, will strongly suggest. Um, there is a lot of content that's already been previously made for radio theater. Like go back. There's you, you have a favorite episode that you see, listen to it. But I strongly suggest you listen to last week's episode. Was it bride of of chaotica chaotica, which was fantastic. Uh, I think you owe it to yourself to listen to it. I think you do too. I listened to it four times. I usually don't listen to them after that much. I was just like, from an entertainment standpoint, I was so proud of us because uh, we've been doing this for a while, but almost a full year we've been doing these radio theaters, and um, it's uh, it, it, we're getting better at it. Which is, you know, just to say, if you practice something enough, you will get better at it. So yeah, so check all that. Check if you like what we do, uh, like, subscribe, and share it. And uh, Jamil, thank you for another late night. We're heading into midnight here. These uh, these nine o'clock airings of Big Brother Canada are are, are not killer. always the easiest. Killer, killer. But at least we have a holiday tomorrow, I guess. Yes. Right. So so uh, yeah, happy Easter, everybody. Passover, Good Friday, uh, all those things. And we will see you Monday night as we will be covering the next episode of Big Brother in week six. Take care. And oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I was like, what's he doing? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to make it as obvious as possible going forward. And you just have to tell me, Dave, get the sound. <laughs> uh, I have to, uh, I have to, where is it? Here it is. Okay, ready? Do it. And remember, someone is always watching. Oh, thank you.